Oh. <laughs> he, he wasn't joking. <laughs> and now I have the power. I'm evil. Also, excuse me, future Alex, if you hear some chewy chews. I just got back from work, so I need to eat dinner. So, you, nom, 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 nom. You nom it up, friend. Uh, sidebar. Try, and I know this is hard, not to squeak so much in your chair. Oh, yeah. It's a very, I know. It's All of us, all of us now have squeaky chairs. So we got to be yeah. careful. Well, that's pretty good. Like, if it, all of us, like, it's like... Part of the crew, part of the ship. <laughs> it's like part of the part of the podcast. Some people like edit their podcast to have like noises. Like you can hear the footsteps when they say footsteps. For us, it's just three dudes with squeaky chairs. So you know they're like <laughs> down bad in their apartments or households or whatever. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot you have a whole house. <laughs> anyway, this is all usable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. This, I was is, just... <laughs> this is content. Content, this is con- baby. Uh, it's all Okay, content. for people who like... Look, we always say, is this content? But we've gotten more and more dab. Like, we have progressed throughout the existence of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's French. (laughs) I hope not. You know, if by progressed, I I do agree with you in that I feel like we have gotten more relaxed on just like, yeah, that, yeah, that's good. Let's put that in there. Yeah, we'll just leave that in there. Yeah, Uh, which is mostly me because I'm the one who does most of the editing. That's true. But for what it's worth, I used to uh, like t- 10 times an episode be like, all right, you cut that out in post. <laughs> That's true. That you out. do that say true. that less now. Yeah, it's true. Um, which I guess what, what the heck is going on here? The audience doesn't even know. Um, hello and welcome <laughs> yeah, probably back. heard only 10 <laughs> seconds of that. So, you know, <laughs> hello. Uh, hello. Love that we're two minutes into the podcast and haven't said the name yet. Uh, this is a great uh, intro, guys. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll cut it down in post. I uh, probably won't. I'm sure you won't. Uh, I become more it's certain every the, time yeah. I listen back to an episode. <laughs> um, hello and welcome back. We're the Tough Cut Podcast. And I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I'm Jake. Sorry, I'm eating dinner. Nom, 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 nom. You can fix it in post. You didn't have to. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. uh, this is God. episode 59, <laughs> I think. Part two of our Oscar bracket. Uh, coming at you in today's episode, we've got Nine Days versus Spider-Man No Way Home. And then the second half, we've got King Richard versus the worst person in the world. It should be good. Yeah, it be which is fun. Chris Rock, right? Perfect joke. Perfect joke, guys. Perfect joke. We did it. Perfect joke. We did it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know what? I'll say I feel like the conversation about Will Smith, Chris Rock, pretty overdone. But that joke, pretty good. Yeah. No, I. I, that's all I'm going to mention about it. But Mm -hmm. I just I had to get that out. We got our one out of the way. Um, Yeah. Early, too. Every podcast gets one. (laughs) And that, that was ours. We shot our shot. That was ours. Yeah. So. Hey, hey, guys, what else do we have to say before we get into this? Oh, this is our this is episode uh, two of our Oscars bracket. Um, We are not comparing movies that were nominated for Oscars. Well, some of them were. Mm -hmm. We are comparing movies that were eligible to be nominated that we thought deserved to be nominated and maybe win something. Yeah, Yeah. it could be any type of award. I think hmm, that's a very specific yeah. call out. It's Alex. almost like what? you're uh, it's huh? almost like you're geared for something. No, there. guys, I didn't think about it that much. Um, <laughs> well, you know what I'm geared for? Uh, spoilers. Yeah. We're definitely going to be spoiling Whoa. these movies for sure. But on top of that, also, we encourage you guys to watch along. There are some movies that are especially in this back represented that 
you know, not a lot of people have seen that we would love you guys to see, mm-hmm. uh, like Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but in all honesty, there is a content warning. Uh, there is, uh, there are depictions of suicide in nine days. Um, so just be wary of that if you are sensitive to those topics. Uh, but yeah, also You know spoilers. what I've realized? So we do the spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. I've realized in some of these episodes, we really do not spoil the movies at all. Like we just talk about like I'll some start. people fighting each other. And like, well, it's a just in case because we again, Alex, you think we got a script? What, what, yeah, I think. just like what was I don't that wanna... email I got? <laughs> <laughs> nah, no overdone email bit until the finale. <laughs> I just think that um, it's just you know, in case. I would hate to accidentally do it and then filter us because we're funny guys. If you're listening to this podcast, nothing we say gets cut. <laughs> um, Nothing. That's how naturally whole, funny. Jake, the whole Ugh. first two minutes of this episode are about how we cut things down. <laughs> I don't know. Modern evolution. I don't know what you're trying to do here. Um, well, I'm just trying to say that, you know, we're unfiltered on this podcast. So I don't want to spoil anything and it ended up in the podcast because it was so damn funny. I'd rather like say spoiler warning and get it tough. out of the way uncut no i'm jewish anyway that was a joke for the jews <laughs> hey 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 we said those were going away <laughs> with oh, shit. full court miracle <laughs> not the jews the the jokes <laughs> he said those the jokes and on passover hey. of all days on our holiest of days guys <laughs> you're right you're right no more jews no more i mean no more jewish content i mean it's uh, okay i get uh. it it's impossible for three jews to not make jewish content it's in the name. <laughs> anyway, I was going to try to bring us back, but now we're just even further off. So, uh, yeah, we'll yeah, fix take that me one away, in post. Take me away. Um, I, I'll, I'll hop into yeah. it. And, Spoiler warning, I won't. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, I'll uh, introduce Spider-Man No Way Home. It was released in 2021. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> crazy. Uh, um, and directed by John Watts. Whoa, crazy. (laughs) John Watts. Uh, Basically, Peter Parker has to deal with uh, right-wing conspiracy theorist uh, J. Jonah Jameson unveiling his identity um, from his basement um, and then must adjust (laughs) his life to being in the public eye. So he asks a wizard from D&D to make everyone forget, but messes up the spell. (laughs) And uh, things get pretty crazy. Uh, a little something called the Spider-Verse. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? Uh, yeah, so we get a bunch of villains from the the earlier uh, Raimi uh, Spider-Man movies and the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, they battle it out. And then finally, the other Spider-Men show up, which is what really everyone wanted to see. Hey, we spoiled something. Yay. Yeah. Wow. Woo! Yeah, we did. Good job. Good job, us. Um, yeah, uh, essentially, I put this movie in the bracket because it was just like s- some of the most fun that I had last year uh, at the movies and also the only movie I saw in theaters uh, last year. Wait, really? Yeah. Wow. I was a I was a big I mean, hmm. you know, pandemic. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, <laughs> obviously. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it. I was willing to risk my life for the cinema. Yeah. I mean, you do that every day. Alex, what do you think about this one? I liked it quite a bit. Um, I'm a big Marvel fan and in particular a big Spider-Man fan. I feel like 
so I think Tom Holland does a really good job. Um, he's that perfect blend between what uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were. But mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting then seeing all three of them in this movie because they kind of the way that uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are written, it sort of like balances them out. I think in a really interesting way to kind of blend everything together while still keeping them as separate individual characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty fun. I think they do a lot of good stuff. I'm torn because I was trying to separate it from like the history that the Spider-Man movies have. And I get that that's like such the, like a big draw <laughs> of it. And that's, that's like the, the big, <laughs> but like yeah. in general, that's like the big strength that the Marvel movies have. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to sure. figure out how to look at it individually. And then if I should, mm. uh, and I have interesting thoughts, but Jake, how about nice. you? That's hard. I mean, I just immediately want to like talk about that, but I need to say my thoughts on this movie first. I mean, yeah, I'm also a Marvel dude, and I, I I loved it. Like you know, I the guy who's the smallest Marvel fan. Yeah, <laughs> three. Well, it. maybe that's mm. telling though. But like, I think Alex, do you remember the memory of us going to see Endgame? Yeah. Do Which you remember time? us? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember say, the time where the we um, opening night was? You guys went again. You both. Do you remember the time times? where we were getting out of class, or we ran into each other, and we're like, "You want to go?" And we ran there because we were late. Yeah, running and our shins, yeah. our shins hurt so oh bad. My God. Like we were literally in so much pain because both of us like are just you know not in shape, but like really wanted to see this Marvel movie at the Britannia. Yeah, and you remember sitting down and actually having the time of our lives watching that. Yeah, it rocked. I love Marvel. I love that. I, I upon rewatching this film for the, that was like the fourth or fifth time I watched it. I know, I watched Endgame a lot in theaters. I watched this Endgame. again. Hmm, what? Sorry. I was just like, why are we still talking about Endgame? Well, because I had a point. Uh, because I, you know, I saw this one again. I think it was like the third time I seen it. And and I didn't get as, as big of a feeling. And I feel like it's because with Spider-Man specifically, I feel like, I, and I was curious about you, Alex, how you feel. Like, I'm such a big fan of, like, Spider-Man, whatever. And also, having Spider-Verse, a movie that already happened, happened before this, if anything, uh, it showed me how awesome that was. Yeah. So, th- I, that's my... Because I, I did love this movie. I have fun with it. But if I'm going to watch a Spider-Verse movie, it's going to be into the Spider-Verse. So, that's that's my thing. And I'm sure we'll get into it more, but I just want to respond real quick. Yeah. I... Re- I the first time I watched this movie, I had such a good time with it because I had so many anticipations of like what's going on, what's going to happen, mm-hmm. that the beginning of it was really exciting for me. This time watching it, the setup is really boring, honestly, for me. Yeah. And then even when everything is like starting to happen and the multiverse stuff happens, the entire time I'm just waiting for Willem Dafoe to go batshit. It that, because no, literally. Willem Dafoe is fantastic and love Merlene is really good like there well, are a lot of yeah they don't let him do anything there's a lot of really good stuff in it but the whole time I'm just waiting for Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. and it, I don't know if that's like says so much about Willem Dafoe or if it is like saying that the rest of it isn't as good I don't know I I still really have a good time with it but I'm so torn about it and I'm not sure where I fall I, I completely agree. I'm on your exact same 
wavelength when i watched it again it was just like i, I wanted willem and we uh, should uh introduce yeah. nine days and then yeah keep we'll the conversation gonna, forward motion forward this motion. is all this is all natural this is all natural uh yeah but i'll introduce the other film um this is uh, a passion pick by jakey this is uh nine days by edson oda um this was a, it, it's about a reclusive man conducts a series of interviews with human souls for a chance to be born. Uh, that's essentially it. He con, you know, he talks to a certain number of souls, uh, potential souls, whoever doesn't make it ceases to exist. And the one who does make it gets reborn and, you know, loses memory of that time. They show up as different people um, in different walks of life and like kind of forming their ideas of the world by seeing people in real life. It's this is my this is my like vast of night pick if everyone listened to like oscar <laughs> season one where like i genuinely believe this is a phenomenal film and i really really enjoy it and you know it's a lot of like the you know low concept sci-fi where it's like you know it's not that complicated but it is like it raises a lot of questions it's a very interesting and unique topic to me i mean i i'm not familiar with anything like it um, and I thought the performances were great. I thought the writing was great. I thought the score was great. You know, it's not often that like I pay attention so much to the score, but I did really, really well. I think like it just has so many moments that like knock me into it. And I love like philosophical films and like stuff like that. And this is just a film I like would love to show people. Unfortunately, this is one of those films where I also picked it because uh, the Oscars pool of when things come out and their rules and stuff fucking blows and it sucks. Um, and this is one of those that like got released and didn't technically fit the contention of like some rules, even though it did. And that's why it got no love, even though it totally is a film that exists. It's not by like, you know, any big motion, you know, picture, whatever thing. It's just, I, I don't know. I really, really enjoy this just for the sake of like that it exists. I'm just so happy this film exists. I always feel that way about movies, but I feel very specifically about this one. So yeah. It's it's I'm throwing myself out on a limb. I don't know if other people will like it, but uh, let's go with uh, the fucking Alex. What did you think? Uh, I really liked it. I had a really good time with it. I thought the characters were all very fun. They all brought different things. I'll I'll leave most of my conversation until we really get into it. But I just want to say that like the ending monologue to me feels like a verbal version of the dance at the end of another round. Hmm. Yeah. And that something else was able to capture that same energy to me is very exciting because that Hmm. felt so unique to me when I saw it in another round and seeing it in this, it was so surprising. It was so surprising to me because I wasn't expecting the same sort of triumph, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt, what do you think? Um, Yeah. So this was a movie that I, I generally really, really enjoyed. I had a great time with it. I do think that you bringing up another round is actually a really interesting point because if you listeners think back to last year's Oscar bracket, something I talked really, really highly of was sort of the internal philosophy going on in another Mm -hmm. round. And it's just truly, really, really brilliant. I think that with nine days, there's a lot of confusion to its internal philosophy. Mm. Um, And I think there's like some weird points of focus, but I do think that there's like some kind of consistent philosophy. This might be a movie that I'll have to watch again to to really like settle in on my feelings on. But I just think that there's like some pieces that leave me odd as to like what it's trying to tell me. Mm. Um, Yeah, but in in general, I I loved this movie. Um, 
I, I, yeah, I thought it was great. That's so exciting though. Like I, I, I also love that as an answer. This is why like I love one. I love this theme of the bracket. I'm very adamant about it always happening. Cause like, just feel like applauding films that exist in the year and also like getting to show my friends the shit that I watched that like, I'm like, please watch this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Heads up my next year. One of the picks will be everything everywhere. All at once is going to be Which one is of just- them. I have it. So many people have given it so much love. I, it, I am, it I'm going to have to watch it at some point. I don't <laughs> I even mind hyping it up because it lives at like, and I don't mind hyping it up because it genuinely is like a beautiful triumph of a movie. Anyway, doesn't matter. We're not talking about that. Um, yes, we are not. I, I'm just excited like that. Like one, I'm really glad you guys liked it, but two, like I love talking about like these things. Like mm-hmm. I love that you have questions about it. Cause I also did like upon like my rewatch and upon, I was really worried about seeing it a second time. If it even meaned as much to me, like maybe it was just, I was at a certain point in life. I feel like this is definitely one of those films. If you watched at a certain point in life, you'll feel different about it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of how I feel also about the worst person in the world, but we'll get to that in the second half of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm willing and able to talk about all these things with you guys, but does anyone else have anything they want to say? Uh, not or ask like, or compare, like, I don't know. I yeah, just like, yeah. it's just an opening open floor. up the floor. Yeah. Um, so I think that this is a really interesting matchup to me because no way home is a movie that like, I purely like just because it's like literally fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas nine days, I don't know if I'd describe it as fun. I think it's very like intellectually stimulating. And I also think it's shot really, really beautifully. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, movie. is it as it, it's like his debut future feature length film? Yeah, this is a debut. Feature That's film. insane. Right. Um, Cause it's it is, beautiful. it's a super Wild. beautiful movie. It's really, really pretty. Um, super well shot. And I, I think like that's one of the things that <laughs> that's so fun about this matchup is <laughs> like the biggest imparting message no way home tries to leave you with is like don't hurt people out of you know your own grief and anger you'll regret it later um with great power comes great responsibility basically uh whereas you know nine days isn't like an inherently philosophical film asking essentially the question of who does you know what does it mean to live and what does it mean to be deserving of life <laughs> um <laughs> And Wild. You know, did Spider-Man not touch in that? Wait, did we watch the same movie? Or <laughs> um, Remember, because he was like, do you deserve to live to the village? And Aunt May was like, yeah, they do, you dumb bitch. They deserve it. That's chance. true. That's wow. true. Do you think when Aunt May died, she became um, uh, Winston Duke's character? Well, she became one of the people that selects. Uh, okay, so I actually, Rob, could you imagine if Winston Duke's soul was in her body the whole time? I actually had a reading of nine days that I wanted to run by you just like a theory Um, genuinely. And this might be like a tough like conversation, but like, I think he was so scared that uh, the um, Amanda, the one, you know, he like loves and really like obsesses over like in this who like died. And that's why these souls get a chance. She, she like killed herself. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think it's also heavy implied because he's like, she's so much like me, how do I not say whatever that he also did. And I think that this is their version of like a purgatory. And this, these are the people that neither go to heaven nor hell, but they have to decide what's next in life for other people. And that's like their sentence, their cog in the wheel. And like, that's their version of like purgatory. That's how like, I'm, I don't know. I mm. think it's like a cool reading of it. And so like, mm. that's how, where I feel like he exists in this like liminal space 
There are other things that it doesn't really explain. Obviously, this doesn't. This does not yeah. answer all of its questions. Like, I don't know. I don't know why Benedict <laughs> Wong's character Kyo. exists and the others don't. That's like a very frustrating part for me. But also, he's so good in it that I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, there's also the very specific detail that he is a soul that never had the chance to live, but helps with the process. And he also has not final say, but has to approve of the choices that are being made. Yeah, which I don't f- like. There, there are pieces of the yeah. internal logic that I don't yeah. think fit together quite right. Agreed. But I think the totally movie agreed. is trying to tell me something with it. But I just don't like. I don't know. Like, I get the sense that they're purposeful, but I don't know why. It's not like it feels in like, you know, uh, yeah. the platform where I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to do. You made a choice, but it's like a bad <laughs> choice. No, I, think I just that, like, don't understand like, between... what they're trying to get at. Yeah, I feel like the difference between Nine Days and the platform with like philosophy <laughs> is that Nine Days is actually like the film, <laughs> like the answers, like it answers the broad questions, but it does it in like a way that feels purposeful and the platform does it in a way that feels flashy. Like Nine Days yeah, doesn't I really feel flashy like that. to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I think that that's I'm trying to loop back to. Oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry. I, that I was just like a fan <laughs> theory I had. No, no sure. worries. No worries. Um, I just like I'm so excited about. Yeah. Which I, I, I don't know if I'm like wholly convinced on the idea of a purgatory. Um, mm-hmm. I do love the fact that Nine Days really focuses on this idea. Like Will is very clearly as much as he like at first is trying to like separate himself from the process and be like, you know, I'm trying to make this decision like as analytically as possible. He is a human being. And like, that yeah. is part of why he is making these decisions. And yeah. he is just as flawed as everyone else and how he chooses to make choices. Um, mm-hmm. Like because Amanda killed herself, he is like specifically trying to avoid feeling that pain again by picking mm-hmm. someone that, you know, shares those those softer elements, which I think is really, really cool. I mean, that line just like breaks my heart when like he because he, he showcases anger like a lot in this, like a really like intense way. But like the line where he's like, I send flowers and other people send pigs to eat them. Yeah. Like, I was <laughs> oh, like, shit, that line man. is so raw. Jesus. Like, you know, I don't know. And then when Willem Dafoe is like, oh, wait, there's a great line that he says. <laughs> Actually, Norman's on sabbatical, honey. That's my favorite <laughs> line in the whole <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. <sighs> Willem Dafoe is so unhinged. He, it's so good. So actually looping back to a couple of the previous comments you guys had made on No Way Home that I think are really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, one, in relation to you bringing up Endgame, I feel like Endgame, like this I think is to, to the audience to clarify a little bit where I sit broadly on mm-hmm the mcu like i've seen most of the movies (laughs) a handful i've not endgame i feel like is a movie i like less the more i watch it whereas Mm. i feel like i enjoyed no way home just as much on a second watch Mm. and i think it was there i think there's some element of maybe more broadly like how much i like like the raimi spider-man movies um and also despite not liking the amazing Spider-Man getting to see Andrew Garfield. I think he's great in this. Isn't that weird though? Mm-hmm. Because genuinely like, yeah, I didn't really like amazing Spider-Man too, but I was so happy he was back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like hyped about it. Here's the weird thing is that like, I like Andrew Garfield so much and I didn't think he was bad as Spider-Man. I just think like the amazing Spider-Man two was a God awful movie, you know? Yeah, like that's true. He suffered from bad writing and like, he didn't have directing. someone like fucking Sam Raimi like at the you know like he yeah, yeah. he's not gonna do, he's not gonna benefit he's just not mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, it's really tough because I had so much fun seeing Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and all three of them like talk together and like go through the same shit. Like it's the same kind of moment as what's in Spider-Verse of like, no, we're the only people who understand what you're going through. Like we get it exact. That scene has gotten me every time I've seen No Way Home where they're talking about like the ones they lost and like on the roof, they finally are meeting together. Like that always, it does get me. Yeah. Finding someone who, truly can understand what you're going through i think is like a very visceral and human emotion and i think uh toby andrew and tom play it really well and then the way that no way home tries to then inform like to mcguire and andrew garfield's characters in that final climactic fight where like Mm -hmm. andrew garfield saves zendaya um i would too just for the record i would too (laughs) well I just, I didn't want to, I would, just for the record, I, I would, like, Zendaya, if you're listening, which I'm sure you will eventually in life, um, I and would Toby hold your Maguire. hand, and I okay. would save you. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. <laughs> uh, and Tim Maguire gets to, like, help Sandman. It, yeah. it feels like the, the Spider-Men are being validated in ways that are only possible because we know the characters so intimately. Yeah, but you know yeah. what sucks in that, like, directly? Like, the S they get to, but I think this film suffered a little bit because, like, you know, Toby didn't talk to Willem Dafoe at all, and that really sucks. He gets stabbed true. by him. Yeah, but, like, that, like... Actions you- speak louder than words, do they not, Jake? <laughs> but he gets to talk to... He gets to talk, he gets to, to, talk to Doc, Doc Ock, Ock. He does. Which I think is more meaningful. Yeah... I guess, like, I, I just, like, it just sucks. Like, for me, it just feels bad. Do we, and, like, you know. Sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, honestly, like, I was just kind of going to go it into just sucks. at that point. It just sucks. Yeah. So uh, I have bad news. Uh, mm-hmm. I just looked at the clock. We might have to make a decision real real soon. So uh, final final conversation topics, final thoughts. So got to get it um, out quick. There was something that I really wanted to acknowledge, but what you said in the very beginning when you uh, – it's kind of talking about the Peters, all that you're bouncing all these like Peters, like with all their different things and even the villains with how they're juggling them. There's also mm-hmm. that amount of characters juggling their different personalities in nine days. And I feel like also, uh, I think it was Alex who was saying this, but like, I'm really impressed with the balance of depicting people's lives in nine days and the different kind of people that they showcased some for like a short amount of time and some for longer. And I, I, I think it does <laughs> parallel to a certain degree, what Spider-Man No Way Home was trying to like do with all those different characters and showcasing them, at least for a line or two, you know, like Lizard did get at least a line where he's like, I was going to fix everybody, you know, like shit like that, mm-hmm. like where like in nine days you get that uh, to a certain degree of like Kane played by Billy Skarsgård. Give it up, fellas. Hell hey, yeah, Billy Skarsgård. Oh, so intentionally named Kane. Yes, yep. go on. Yep. Um, but him being like <laughs> seeing the whole like thing as like, oh, I'm going to win this, you know, little things like that. Or even Mike, the anxious boy that he is drawing and <sighs> his ending heartbreaking and so sweet. Cute. Just like all of their like asking him why he wasn't good and discuss and Will just being like he left his honesty and intensity. I don't know, just stuff like that. 
little lines of people who didn't get a long time, I think is like a good parallel between these two. Like the people, obviously there are characters that we spend way more time with. They have the ensemble casts. Like they, yeah. there's like a lot of characters. Both of these movies are trying to juggle sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And like comparing their character moments with them because they're all purposeful characters in the film. No Way Home, I think is interesting because these are characters that have a history mm-hmm. and it, I feel like is trying to repair so much versus mm. Mm. I feel like nine days is doing its best to like convince you about the characters mm-hmm. where I think at the beginning, not necessarily all of them, but I think you're meant to really become attached to each of them in different ways. Um, and it does its best then to make those goodbyes feel very genuine and very human. Uh, and I well, think you it does know a really good job with them. I just realized this now, you know, it's really interesting, Alex, is that like, in a way, like you're saying, like, yes, we we know these characters and we're trying to build them, whatever, no way home. We also know these people in nine days because they're caricatures of different people in life that we're familiar with, like to a certain degree. Like that's like, you know, we we know this type of person. We may not know that specific person, but like, like these how, are the type of people. Like he's how presented Kane with. is George W. Bush and Mike <laughs> is Jeb Bush. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an allegory for the Bush family. Like, we all agree and on that. Alexander mm-hmm. is Mitt Romney. I love the part at the end of Nine Days where they pull out of the sand and then you see the twin towers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much like my favorite early 2000s rom-com. <laughs> Um, oh my god! Before before we vote, a couple a couple call, call outs or things I want to mention because I know we we need to wrap this conversation up quickly here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, I'll sa- I'll save some of this, but something I think is a really interesting point that both of these movies key in on in really interesting ways. Um, one more subtly than the other. Spider Man No Way Home. Obviously, they specifically call out like. Oh, these aren't defects; they're gifts that God should take. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, that sort of piece, and well, obviously, um, <laughs> great power, great responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> having this gift means you must act responsibly with it. The idea of like being naturally bestowed with some talent is also, I think, weirdly like a very central idea hmm. in Nine yeah. Days. For sure. And I don't know how I feel about that just from like the perspective of like human beings, but that's like mm. a bigger thought to unload. But like, yeah, it's something that they really I key into. Yeah, I think um, it was Will projecting because he felt that he couldn't he, he couldn't fully realize his potential. And then when he saw mm. someone who we thought did like Amanda and who did do a certain degree and then was still unhappy and then ended her own life. It really sent so him for a spiral in it. Yeah, yeah, like I think that's what they were trying to do. Where it was like, oh, like he he really is in full disbelief. The whole film, he's trying to convince himself like he missed something. When in reality, sure. you know, right? Yeah, but yeah. I, I do think that's interesting because they do talk about talent a lot in art and like what what is seizing your moment and kind of like what. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I just think it's a really interesting parallel um, that they like both fundamentally have some to do with this idea of what it is to have like a natural gift or an unnatural right. one. Right. Um, well, as much as I have tons and tons of things I could rattle off. Oh, one, I do want to call out question. Do we think Jamie Foxx only agreed to return 
if he got to be sexy Jamie Foxx instead of nerd Jamie Foxx. I'm pretty sure he did say that, like, in an interview. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure his two things were, I want to be sexy in myself, and also I have to say there's a black Spider-Man if you're not putting him in the movie. And that's it. And honestly, shout out Jamie Foxx for those terms. Hell yeah. Yeah, which is pretty funny. It's a good moment. But <laughs> it is stupid that he could hear someone like Andrew Garfield and, and be like, I thought you were black, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't hear Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Andrew Garfield. Are you what? Yeah, I don't. You're saying I, Andrew I, Garfield I doesn't sound like a guy that looks like Andrew Garfield. That's I crazy. Don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it sounds like a white man to me. But what do I know? What do I know? I, I have one, one more question before we vote. Okay, yes. Matt, you live in a house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your house has a basement. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Scary for you. Do you call your basement the Undercroft? Because <laughs> you fucking should. Putting up a sign tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, I'm ready to vote. Yeah, I think I am too. I can go first. I think it's very, very clear my love for, for nine days, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go towards that. It's nine days for me. Short, sweet, and simple. Matt? I'm also voting for nine days. Um, I think Spider-Man No Way Home is so much fun, and you know I love the Spider-Men plural but i think there's so much more that i want to talk about with nine days i feel the same way so i also am voting for nine days norman's staying on sabbatical honey <laughs> in fact the green goblin is going on sabbatical no bro goblin because he's you know problematic what though? now yeah. we can we can keep talking about willem dafoe though that's yeah, true. No, I'd, for sure. I'd be okay with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, we're actually going to he he got nominated in one of the the subcategories of uh the award we haven't named yet. And you know, we'll mail one to his house. You get it, audience. <laughs> He'll definitely <laughs> Wait, get guys, it. could you imagine a world where we were talking about Willem Dafoe but he was going up against Jungle Cruise? <laughs> That'd be sick, dude. He missed Blink. opportunity. <laughs> oh, wait, guys. The villains in No Way Home versus the Conquistadors from Jungle Cruise. What a wild concept. It'd be pretty good. Um, that would be if I knew anything about the conquistadors, maybe I can make an informed hey, decision. One's got one of them powers. One of, them, <laughs> yeah, one of them's bees. One of them is wet. Dude, one of them is dirty. And one has snakes. Ah, uh, I can't wait for their statues at Disney World. Those right. iconic characters that we all love. We'll say their names. I can't wait for people to uh, dress up like them at you know conventions. And, uh, with that, um, shall we jump to the other side of this bracket? Let's oh, do yeah. it. Alex, do you want to go ahead and introduce King Richard? Sure. King Richard, released in 2021, directed by Ronaldo Marcus Green. Will Smith is the father of Venus and Serena Williams, pro tennis players, but in a movie and not oh, real uh, life. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> All right. okay, okay. Uh, and this movie follows him as he tries to teach him to play tennis, and then get him a coach, get him in the clubs, win him competitions, uh, and turn him pro. Woo-woo! I saw this movie in theaters. Nice. Uh, actually, I have a funny story about that. Saw this movie in theaters on Black Friday. Hmm. Um, didn't think about the fact that it was Black Friday. My wife and I went to the mall, and we were like, why is the mall so busy? And then we were like, oh, no. And then <laughs> during the credits of the movie – um, the fire alarm in the mall went off Yikes. and we were like, oh, God, this could be bad. Um, and someone had just pulled the fire alarm. But um, that was my experience with this movie. And I f- remembered it being pretty good. What do you guys think? Whose opinion you want to hear first? <laughs> uh, yeah. You because you, you, 
You talked, Matt. Yeah, so I generally liked this movie. I think it's like a really interesting deep dive into, well, (laughs) very obviously Richard Williams, then also sort of like really illuminates Venus and Serena's upbringing, which I just think is like a a cool picture to get to see. Yeah, I, I think I'll, you know, keep it short and sweet. Generally liked it. What about you, Jake? This movie upsets me and I'll tell you why. Not because it's bad. I, I I enjoyed it for what it was. I think it's a powerful, you know, performance, whatever. It tells a really great story. Like, I, I, I think it's great. And also, um, I actually do really like sports movies. Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, and it's yeah. a pretty good one. I think Remember the Titans is one of the films that I've seen the most times. Fun fact. I don't think really? you guys know that about me. No, I, I did not. not. Yeah, my sister, like, loved it growing up and she would play it a lot. But I also just genuinely loved it. I remember Donald Faison was in it and I loved Scrubs growing up. Like it was a whole like, I don't know. Mm. I just really I loved Remember the Titans and I do lo- like love it. Like they, they do get to me. But for this to be what Will Smith wins his first award in. <laughs> really? Really? It's just feels like, like this. That it feels like off. the Revenant all over. Again, no, doesn't literally, it? Let, I we, literally was going to say that because we talked about that. it in the Oscar predictions. I a know. little bit. Uh, like, Alex, just, which you clearly listened to. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely listen. <laughs> I, to I, I'll still bring it up because who knows how many people listen to the Oscar prediction back, especially all the way up to that point. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the retention was all the way through. But regardless, 12, go ahead. 12 people. <laughs> um, I like. I, Will Smith is a great like he's had a great premiere. It's very impressive, and I think he's turned in some amazing performances. Yeah, and, Suicide and Squad, Sh- Shark Tale, <laughs> Aladdin. I actually I didn't think he was bad at Aladdin or We've Shark. We talked Tale. about this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that night will burned into my memory. <laughs> I love you. I'm so sorry. I love you. Um, no, I think it bothers me and I hate that it does. It's one of those things that I just can't separate in my head. What for would some you reason. give it to him for? Uh, Pursuit of Happiness, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Or um, iRobot. Wild Wild West. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I actually do like that movie. That's like a very bad opinion of me. Um, and I know that I do really like it. Um, Ali, I mm. think, deserving. And then I personally also really love the movie Seven Pounds. I oh, I thought you were going to say Gemini Man. I Best would supporting not. for Gemini Man. The <laughs> yeah. main character, Will Smith, had left a lot to be desired. I mean, he, like, I, I don't know. I do have my issues with this movie. I think and we'll get into it more later, but like the big one for me is that narratively, I mean, I guess it's interesting that they tell it about their dad and and maybe that's the story that Venus and Serena wanted told, Mm -hmm. but like also huge opportunity to like tell a story about two black women and Mm -hmm. they kind of skirt around it, um, which is upsetting to me, but uh, I also think there's a good opportunity like they have the whole rest of their life, not like them as people, but like the, yeah. you know, Venus and Serena, as depicted in this movie, are still very young right. where it leaps off. But I, I get it. Sequel. Sequel. <laughs> Jake Richard to the squeakquel. The um, squeakquel. But yeah, it, it, in some <laughs> sense, I do agree. Uh, very much a missed opportunity, especially even at their young age, like telling a story about two young black women. I like even would give it to Hancock. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. You know what? With that, I'll jump to the other side. I'm taking the floor away from you. 
Uh, so the <laughs> final movie in our Oscar bracket is The Worst Person in the World, um, released in 2021, directed by Joachim uh, Trier. I'm not sure 100% on that pronunciation. Is uh, it Joachim? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, I mean, it's probably some kind of Norwegian, given that <laughs> this is a foreign film from, uh, well, foreign to uh, where we all reside, at least. Yes. Uh, essentially, follows the life of Julie, a, <laughs> a a talented and capable, but ultimately somewhat self-destructive worst yeah. person in the world. Um, as she navigates hmm. her early adulthood and all the trouble that that brings from jobs to love and everything in between. Put this in the bracket. I just think that it's a movie not enough people talked about. It did get an Oscar nomination, but in foreign film, Drive My Car was just so, so great and so, so strong. Another that was basically guaranteed. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to give, give this movie a chance to, you know, shine a little bit i also think it's really brilliant or brilliantly written yes i think the script is the strongest part yeah. i am jumping mm-hmm. i'm so sorry Continue. no you're you're good you're good that was basically the end of it i think you know i think it's a great movie and i just wanted to talk about it how'd you feel about this one jake yeah i mean yeah i'm t- i got excited to talk about it and then I, I totally jumped on you i'm so sorry no you're good um this is just if ladybird got a sequel right uh, <laughs> she literally dyed her just at the beginning honestly I feel like it separates a little bit but she literally dyed her hair did the whole college thing did a bunch of different like I feel like it felt very Lady Bird at the beginning uh, which isn't a bad thing fucking love Lady Bird uh, we talked about it in the coming it's, of age it, yeah this is a, a coming of age but like a coming of, of like early middle age not and I love that I love when coming of age films like don't like just do it is stuff. Uh, turning 30, the, the Bo Burnham, the song yeah. from his most recent special. I, dude, okay, but what is up with that? In It's this film, it's inside, there's another piece of popular media where they talk about turning 30 and that you're going to, like, die or that, like, you know, shit hitting the fan. And, like, I was like, Oh, shit. How I Met Your Mother? Maybe. I, I really don't know. Do but like, too. I think they do, probably. <laughs> Straight up, like, so many. Should I be worried about turning 30? Is that it? Is that? I was worried about the 27 Club, but maybe I'm romanticizing my life. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> I don't just. Know. I think it's it's just that people at all times are in crises and they're just yeah. like, oh, it's when I'm a teenager. Oh, it's when I'm graduating college. Oh, it's when I'm turning That's 30. Fair, oh, actually. it's when I'm 40. Oh, actually, it's when I'm fi-. like it's I think people yeah. are just always in crisis. Constant yeah. crisis. I, I do want to say two things about how I felt about this movie. Genuinely, I did like it. I want to say the best part about it and the worst part about it. The best part about it genuinely is the script. This is the one um, besides nine days. I, that I wrote the most like lines out of. I love just writing like lines that really stand out to me. And a lot of the just like really, really good lines and the way they crafted conversations like were really, really, it was just great. It was just great. Like the most impactful line to me was just like, or one of them, I, I have so many, but it was, he was uh, talking about how I don't want to live on through my art. I just want to live in my flat. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was really impactful and really like beautiful about someone at the end of their life thinking they know everything by like wanting to be an artist or like wanting to live on through something and then like being so scared at the end. That was really powerful to me. But with that being said, oh man, I feel like the ending fell. I feel like the ending really? fell. Yeah. And I, I wish, I don't know, it felt strange to me and I can't quite place it. I want to like talk through it because I didn't think, I, I didn't think I'd hate the ending. Um, so but I really just found myself so it just felt strange in not the same way that 
the film felt strange okay. um, in a good way. I just felt like it, I feel like it did that thing where it just ended. And yes, that's how life goes and life goes on. But just like, mm, I just felt like the way that this story was crafted, it deserved a better ending in my, we'll talk in about my it. opinion. We'll talk yeah, about and we'll it. talk about it. But like, that's it. That's just how I felt. Uh, uh, Alex, Alex, sorry. So I agree with you, Jake. I love the dialogue in this movie. I think the conversations feel so real and natural. The way that it shows characters being together and relationships forming is really good. I want to go back to something you said as a joke during the last matchup of you feel like you would feel very differently about this movie depending on when you see it in your life. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean it as a joke. I totally meant that for sure. Right. But so I have an interesting relationship with this movie because I am very much in the period where she is at the very beginning of like, she's going to be a doctor. No, she's going to be a therapist. No, she's <laughs> mm-hmm. going to be a photographer, like she, just bouncing back and forth and, you know, like getting settled on a career. And I feel like I should have resonated more with her throughout the whole movie, hmm. but I just didn't. And mm. I just didn't didn't like it oh oh and not to say that the movie's bad it just kind of felt like this is a movie that was like made for me to watch and like feel things about and i just didn't really Hmm. Uh, interesting and it's very weird to me because like seeing it and seeing everything that's happening and seeing this woman's relationships and her figuring out her place in the world. And by the end of the movie, what she has done is figured out her place. It just didn't do it for me. And I don't really know why. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at, unfortunately for this one. I mean, yeah, it's what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. That that's, I, I, I thought that you zigged, and I, I zagged on that one because I, I genuinely I loved it and I felt very I, I thought there was such such relatable and like I, I was following her like so so hardcore like it genuinely it was great even like things down to like I fantasized about it all the time of like freezing time and people and just kind of running around and like I would literally in class like I would because I like you know would walk around so I knew the layout in order to like pass the time, I would daydream that I froze the class and I would walk around and like make up where everyone was and like, like roam around in my head and do like, I would do that and like tap people to see like what they would do and like have them come with me. Like literally shit like that. Also one of the sweetest moments in the film uh, to me, or like just like one of the most fun was when she was at the end of that freeze frame and she was running back and then she like taps the little or fixes the person and moves their hand on his butt. Yeah. Which I think is so fun. I, (laughs) I like love it's like those little things about this movie that made it very special to me. Mm-hmm. Um, very, well, and like special. this movie has a lot of little things that I really like. Like I love that little butt moment. I love <laughs> uh, like their her relationship with um, uh, Axel and like their playful relationship and how it gets very serious sometimes, but they maintain the playfulness. And then like even when he is sick in bed and they're like talking and just like going over life and he like moves his hand onto her boob and she gently moves it away like that says so much about their relationship. Like, mm-hmm. but then. At the same time, I, for some reason, am taken out of it. And I'm like, well, why does time suddenly stop? Because it's not like this movie has a lot of fantastical elements. I mean, it is 
other than two that. major like, sequences of like surrealism. Yeah. I, I think it's just like a thing that pe- not it doesn't literally have to be this idea of freezing time that someone's fantasizing mm-hmm. about. It's just like mm-hmm. the desire to s- escape one's life and yeah. like do what you, you, you constantly tell yourself, I wish I could try this. I want something different. This idea, you know, maybe the grass is greener in a different life path with a different person, etc. And it's like, it, it's, I think meant to, it's, you know, symbolize that in that moment, she decides like, you know what? No, I am going to go for this. But and it, in, it was wild in my that she viewing was right experience too. to me, I didn't feel like it was earned. Like, uh, I feel like the, uh, the movie I doesn't mean, earn sure. that moment. You know, hmm. I, I, I mean, I just disagree, but you know, to each their own. Charlie's their own was yeah. not in this movie. No, <laughs> I don't know if it would have made it better. So. I think the funniest part about this movie and something I wanted to talk about with you guys, dude, well, like, I feel like this film is going to be taught in film classes for a very specific reason. Why do they keep bringing up flaccid penis? <laughs> why is that a constant? Why? Like, I genuinely feel like there's going to be like essays on essays about like it's it means something and I might be missing something about like, you know, masculinity, femininity, like, you know, so, something but there's so much talk about love and flaccid penis in this. Like, uh. <laughs> and not even like in the same scene. It's just like different scenes throughout the film where it's like love a flaccid penis. So, and okay, I, I like do actually a have a strong theory about this. Well, so it better be I flaccid. Think... <laughs> no, okay. So I you didn't think... say a hard theory. <laughs> it's a sticky theory because it'll stick in your brain. My flaccid, I, my flaccid pieces is strong. It's just not hard. It's strong. <laughs> So my theory is the reason they keep bringing it up and the reason that she likes the flaccid penis is because what she says is that she likes to feel like she's the one who made it hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that itself can be turned around into she feels like she wants to be the one who changed it. And then in her Mm -hmm. life, she keeps making these changes. So I think it's that she wants to control the change and not feel like she is part of a set system. She wants to be choosing what she's doing, which then ultimately get bringing to us to the ending. I, you know, I think the, I don't want to say the movie. I think there's this idea that that's what Julie, how Julie wants to see herself. And then I think yeah. the movie shows you sort of definitively with its ending that unfortunately, you know, no matter how much you tell yourself that you are this way, that isn't you. Because I think that there's this so to, I guess, enlighten where this movie ends, um, Mm -hmm. she she starts the film with Askel, um, eventually breaks up with him, moves on, and then they sort of reconnect because Askel has uh, terminal cancer. Um, Mm -hmm. And there comes this moment where she gets a call and it's like Askel probably won't survive the night. And um just before that, she had found out that she is pregnant. Um, yeah. So there's these two momentous moments where she doesn't know how to make a decision and the world decides for her. Um, she's told Askel won't make it through the night. She spends the entire night, at least in my interpretation, sort of moving about the city of Oslo, not knowing if she should go visit him before he dies. Ultimately, the sun finally rises and she breaks a smile on her face because, well, she doesn't have to decide. She goes and I, I can't remember the exact like sequence of shots, but ends up mm-hmm. miscarrying 
and doesn't mm-hmm. have to decide yeah. to decide if she's going to have to raise a child or not, which like I think is, right. you know, it's a, a it really I feel like really beautifully pulls together Julie's character because she wants to feel like she's in charge of the choices she makes. But in reality, when confronted with really tough, tough ones, she just can't because she is a flawed human being like any of us are. Right. You know, no matter how principled right. we believe ourselves to be when confronted with, you know tough choices or moments we we may not be the person we think we are matt's like as the philosophically consistent one of the bunch when people are forced to face and grapple with their philosophical consistencies it really gets them going really gets them Um, going man that's a someone who's not philosophically (laughs) consistent (laughs) you know i don't know no that that puts a lot in perspective for me though thank you matt well and that's the thing too like i think this movie does such a good job narratively like with its theming and i feel like it does such a good job with its script i don't understand why i don't like it (laughs) i don't know dude i mean there's also a lot that you like inherently admittedly like we are all men and there's probably like there's a probably a lot in there i watched this uh with someone who who is not a man and they found a lot of other things to relate to that I just totally missed. And mm-hmm. like, so there's probably a strong indicator of that in all of our in all of our responses with this. Like, there, I will never know what it feels like to carry child, True. Uh, and and to miscarry and to have that decision. Because honestly, I thought, and I had this conversation with someone when I watched it. Like, I thought it was absolutely fucking wild that she went to the dude who she knew literally dying of cancer and be like. Should I keep this kid? Remember when you said you wanted kids and then you said I told you so and you'd come back to I'm like, that must that that hurts. Like that you oh shit. Yeah. But yeah. also, I will never know what it's like to carry a living fucking human being, especially like and I was thinking about it from the perspective, like, especially with their family, because I, I felt really, really impacted by her relationship with her dad. Like it, it hit very, very home to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just with every specific thing about it and i thought okay i'd be terrified to carry someone with my you know whatever into this world and carrying them and doing all this i don't i don't know that's scary it it, it, yeah there's just like things like that like i know that i can't i can't fully understand about this movie but i'm so glad that i'm seeing it and it makes me think about the other perspective of this movie and that's why i appreciate strong emotions on the subject that like yeah you know i can't we haven't talked at all about King Richard. Um, and we're already. Yeah, because Hancock deserved to win. Yeah, I feel for- so bad. We just got very caught up. Um, I think I was so surprised that Alex didn't like it. I was trying to understand. <laughs> well, let's talk about King Richard. That's, let's bring I'm, it. Let's I'm bring it to King. To, to think of. I mean, I feel like I assume where this vote's going to go. We could spend some time talking about King Richard. But it also got a lot of attention because it won awards. That's true. And so if we want to just vote, I am okay with that. (laughs) Something that I think was very uh, startling in watching this movie. The shorts. Those are very (laughs) stylish. And I wish I had. Do you think they have to CGI out Will Smith's balls (laughs) like they did Army Hammers and Call Me By Your Name? God, I hope so. Is like I'm not by any means an expert on the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena. I know like a little bit about their tennis career and that they're very good. But man, uh, having uh, Richard Williams as a dad seems like it'd be kind of rough, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
It felt like, in a very different way, I guess, like it felt like Joe Jackson, you know, that's what Mm -hmm. it reminded me of, like with the Jacksons, Mm -hmm. just that pushing of like kids and being stars is a very uncomfortable thing, but like they signed off on it. So like, it's very clearly people's relationships with how they're like brought up, especially when it is technically successful like that's tricky and that's a hard thing to depict i think in any medium Mm -hmm. um so i applaud them for going for it i think too like it's clear that he put a lot of pressure on them as a parent Mm -hmm. but it also from you know if this is an authentic telling of their story and something that they signed off on and that they agree with it's very clear that like it's also what like truly what they wanted Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know and not that that necessarily makes it better the way that he pushed them, but like... No, it doesn't, but it makes it honest. Yeah. I think for me, it's not even necessarily just like pushing your kids really, really hard. Mm. Um, it, it, I think it's a, a complicated situation to try and disentangle and have like a having a quick conversation about like... You have three minutes to, to explain the nuances <laughs> of parenting um, right now. Yeah, it's obviously really tough. I just think it's like the other moments that I think of Mm. how Richard is portrayed that don't rub me the wrong way, but are just like that. I don't know. Like, that's kind of tough. There's like the the confrontation when they've moved to Florida that he has with his wife in the kitchen or that they have, Mm -hmm. you know, together. Where like, I, you know, I feel like there's like some particularly intense, like emotional underpinnings um, that I'm sure absolutely like pervade into everyday life. Yeah, I don't know. In general, though, like, you know, I enjoyed the movie. And I, I to, to Jake's earlier point about sports movies, um, it's a pretty good sports movie. Um, and I love movies <laughs> that are about people learning how to become rich. Uh, like yeah, when, they, when they hit you with that fact about that 12 mil contract, I'm like, I Damn. was waiting for you to. I was like, how long is it going to take him to mention the contract? How long? <laughs> motherfuckers money ball here one of my favorite things about these like real life sports movies is the facts at the end yeah yeah like yeah. I, I i love that shit that shit up. i it has to remember the titans also the if, if it is genuinely true that richard williams like pulled aside serena and was like you know what you this was all in my plan she may be number one but you will be the greatest of all time and that actually becoming true is literally fucking insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to be insane. He said that after everything, though. Like he said that after like every moment, just in case, you know. <laughs> sure. Then you can always or, say like, he, I already had like a million kids, and they don't tell you about it. And he said that to everyone, just in case. So also, uh, maybe I don't know. I'm, there's plenty you could talk about with this movie, but obviously, you know, it got lots of buzz. There's lots of places you can talk about it. Something that struck me as really odd. I'm going to Google this really fast. I can't wait to leave all those sound effects in of you tippity tapping away is um, the obviously it doesn't happen in the time frame that the movie covers. But Tunde, the the their half sister, eldest half sister, mm-hmm. uh, she's dead. She was murdered. And Whoa. it's crazy oh. that there's like no commemoration. And it would have been oh. like like not long after the movie takes place. Maybe That's it was a sort of subject to them. Maybe it's yeah. not like something they wanted to showcase because that feels sure. odd. Which I, I, I totally get um, if mm. that's the case. But like it just like struck me as really weird wow. after they like because I expected there to be like a card because, you yeah. know, it's like one of the, ha- you know, handful of things I'm somewhat familiar with as far as the yeah. 
Williams's go. And I was just like, what? Hmm. <laughs> which I guess they didn't like address the rest of the siblings either with like end cards. It was just Venus. And they did the Hamilton Serena. thing, so, like, you know, you know, it, you know, Peggy doesn't last long. And so <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, she gets her and Peggy's and then they move the fuck on. Yeah. I, yeah. And that and yeah. And uh, gets uh, her and Peggy's. Wow. Burr's daughter like straight up dies two years later. And it's yeah. like, it's like, yeah, who lives and dies, who tells like, your story. Yeah, dude, yeah. it was definitely worth killing Hamilton. Thinking about your daughter who's going to be dead soon. Yeah. <laughs> You anyway, ain't, you, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. None, none of us are, you know, huge Hamilton people. Like we, we know nothing about the musical. I've never yeah. even seen it. Yeah, which is true. <laughs> Unlike some, you know, peep privileged folks look, who can be in New York. Look, I've seen it on Pornhub <laughs> first. If that counts for anything, <laughs> I, I saw the original musical cast piracy. on Pornhub, and I could say that with full honesty. That's why. Nice. And that's um, the only time I've watched porn ever. <laughs> Uh, except for in worst person in the world yeah it's true <laughs> anyway i'm ready to vote on that yeah note. <laughs> yeah wow. i think i am too i there's so much more that could be said about these movies and i yeah. <laughs> apologize that we got very in the weeds i'll yeah. uh i'll start us off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't think either of these movies are perfect hmm. but i think sure. at the end of the day i like king richard more so i'm gonna vote for that one Fair. that's 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 a classic alex line i like it i like it um I can go next. Um, I'm going to vote for the worst person in the world. They've got bare dynamic DT 770s, the best headphones in the world. Um, and <laughs> one of the most iconic buttholes ever. Uh, that being a you, cat. <laughs> you might have swayed my vote to the other. <laughs> no, but uh, I will be voting for uh, I Robot Will Smith, I think is also pretty deserving. And that's a good movie. So... Uh, no, I, I'm voting for the worst person in the world on this one. I, I, I think there's more to talk about, and I do want to talk more about that ending because I'm not completely sold. Uh, but I think it'll be a very interesting matchup between hey, nine worst days. person in the world versus nine days. It's and pretty, then <laughs> actually pretty fucking baller. Yeah. So yeah, that'll congrats. be interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be that'll be a good one. Um, so with that in next episode, um, you can catch. Mitchell's versus the machines versus malignant and nine Hell days. Yeah. Versus I totally forgot malignant moved on. Let's I forgot go. about that. I was like driving around in my car like a couple days ago and I was like, wait, shit, I can't wait to talk about malignant again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, it's infectious like malignant. Hell yeah. I hope it's I not infectious. It. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel. <laughs> With that. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, share it with someone who is the worst person in the world. But I'm getting in my, the same my way, the DMs are going to be flooding. It. Dibs on your mom. Hey, oh, got him. Ah! Um, my mom's on sabbatical, honey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or share it with Willem Dafoe. That's a good one, too. Uh, if everyone tweets it at him, he can't possibly not see it. That's true. <laughs> I brought it to Twitter, which means it won't happen. And I hate to plug another film that we're not even talking about, but everyone go see everything everywhere all at once. I swear to God, it's so worth your time. And uh, I, I hey, not to shit. not to plug a film we're not talking about, but everyone go see Sonic 2. Dude, yeah. Honestly, double feature that shit. You'll have a fun time. Guys, I'm actually going to see Sonic 2 tomorrow. I'm pretty what excited. Fuck, Alex. Matthew, you want to find time to see it this weekend? Yeah. 
I thought we talked about all of us seeing it on our own. Well, I don't remember that. Asshole. I don't remember that. (laughs) 